Check it out, man. There's somebody out there that's been struggling, been hurt, a victim of rape, a victim of hate, and it impacted your life so much that you don't know how to trust, you don't know how to love anybody. I want to let you know there's healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Truth teller, look. Maybe you didn't know this by the way she smiles. No one even cares all of the pain she has, but she still Welcome, welcome to everyone, and thank you for joining me for an evening of conversation, transparency, and truth about domestic violence. Place to Prosper podcast is all about talking to men and women who have experienced domestic violence and who have been healed and have been able to move forward. Or sometimes I may even speak with men or women who are currently experiencing domestic violence. And I'm going to speak with family members of people who have not survived domestic violence. Why? Because I want to put a face to domestic violence. We are going to listen to their stories. We are going to understand their pain. We are going to applaud their journey. And most certainly, we are going to celebrate their survival. This is a place of peace and new beginnings where healing the hurt of heartbreak begins. I am excited about this podcast today because I have a panel of beautiful queens who I'm going to speak with today about which is harder, letting go, moving on, or starting over. 
Now, let me share this disclaimer first. None of us are lending any professional advice or expertise in any area of relationships. We're simply ladies sitting around in our cookout clothes with our hair pinned up in a ponytail, drinking root beer and eating crab legs while shooting the breeze, okay? Also, another side note, we are all currently married women. And I know, I know you're not asking yourself, well, how can they talk about this subject matter? Well, um... It's because we have not been married all of our lives, okay? We've been through some stuff too, just like you. So my guests today are Chrissy, Margetta, and Sonia. Hello, ladies. How are you all doing today? We're great. Great. Wonderful. Fantastic. Good. good. Wonderful. I'm so excited to have you gals with me and Uh, you know, that you take the time out on your Sunday to share with our listening audience. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, So I don't know if any of you are as confused as I am about today's topic, because when I looked at the three choices, I was like, well, uh, this one is harder, but no, this one is actually harder. I, I really don't know which one I would consider harder. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's begin with talking about letting go. Okay, so does anyone think this one is harder than the others? Anybody? (laughs) Well, this is this is Chrissy. Yes, Um, I I too was like you and um, trying to decide which was harder. But Mm -hmm. I I personally think that they were all um, processes that you had to go through. So for me, um, no one was harder than the other. Um, I do believe that letting go um, for me was a mindset. Um, Mm. I had to get fed up. Um, You have to have enough. And then I also had to ask for courage to be able to let go. I had to seek Mm. God to say, um, allow me to show my children better. And I think letting go to my motivator was them. Um, do I want them to continue to see the same thing over and over? And how can I want something different, especially for my daughters, when this is what she was seeing? Um, so I, I think letting go it is a process. I think all of them are a process. But for me, letting go was a mindset. Mm, that's so important. And that's that's it's really important because it's so hard to let go when it's something that you're used to, even if it's not the right thing for mm-hmm. you. Right. You know, and of course, letting go is, you know, of course, it's the physical part of letting go, but the emotions, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole different thing about letting go mm-hmm. is that emotional part. So ladies, Margetta, what do you think about letting go? Oh, I, I know this is going to sound so weird, <laughs> but being in college, I was, I was that girl who I wanted a relationship, but if it didn't happen, I was okay with it. So you you can ask my friends, like when I was in college, they'll be like, oh, Jetta, she was, you know, love them and leave them. If, if they didn't treat Jetta right, she wasn't going to stay around for long. So the letting go part when I was younger, it was actually, I guess it was easy because I didn't feel like I was in any relationship that was 
too serious at the moment. So it's like, mm. oh, he had maybe one or two times to show me his true colors and I was gone. So. <laughs> but, you know, that came with, you know, I was 21, 22. I was like, well, I'm in college having fun. I really, really didn't take anyone serious until I met my husband. And that's mm. when it's like, okay. Well, you, maybe this is, you know, this is maybe this is the guy for me. You know, the other guys, it was kind of like, oh, we're just having fun. Oh, he lied. He's he's being a dog or oh, such and such. He's talking to the next girl. OK, move right along. You know, I kind of had that, <laughs> you know, that bus mentality. So, you know, younger letting go. It was it was a lot easier because I really didn't take any guy serious at all. <laughs> yeah, no. that, that's OK. This is Chrissy and Sonya. I'm not I'm not taking over. Look, y'all, I'm, I'm definitely a talker when it comes to um, speaking uh, publicly. Um, but I do want to say this because this is it, what um, to piggyback off what she said. It made me think um, I was 20 when I was married in an abusive relationship. Wow. So, the, you know, you think about um, people being in different phases of their life. I was I married at 19, had two children at 22. Um, and was in an abusive marriage. So it, it's like where she was in college and kind of doing her own thing, I was had to be settled down and a mom. And, and, and my mindset was different in, okay, finally I could let go. But at 22, when you got two kids and this man is your um, provider... It, it that minds it took something it took something in me um to get to the point that I could let go because it wasn't that easy to say I can just let go well I got two children um what do I do I, I don't want to fail I don't want to mm-hmm. feel like I failed my family mm-hmm. nobody knows what's going on with me um so I had all those things going on Till you know, hopefully young people now will, will choose, you know, a, a different lifestyle and not get married so early to where they can enjoy life and make better decisions. Um, but for me, he was my way out. Mm. So I thought. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense. That that makes sense. Um, um and Sonia, what do you think about letting go? What are what are your thoughts about it and that emotional aspect of it? Well, I think sometimes with letting go, uh, people think about it in the sense of when they're in the relationship. I thought about letting go post-relationship. So like after my divorce um, to my first husband, I thought that uh, I could never let go for the sake of my children, just like Mm -hmm. Chrissy was talking about Mm -hmm. for the sake of her kids in the relationship. After relationship, I didn't want to be that mom you know, who was always, you know, dogging out the the dad, you know, saying this or that to the kids. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that they knew they could still go to him, uh, talk to him and converse and have a relationship with him without me being, um, you know, upset or or torn up about it. So my letting go, I had to literally cut my emotional ties in order to be a better mom, Mm -hmm. because otherwise Mm -hmm. I would have messed all of that Mm -hmm. up. Mm hmm. Mhm. 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 That that makes sense too. That's that and that sounds so familiar to what I had to do 
um, when I got out of my first marriage, I had to consciously say to myself that I will not express to my child Mm -hmm. what I think Mm -hmm. about his father. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you now, though, for a while, I was still emotionally attached to the anger. Not emotionally attached to the feelings, Mm -hmm. but emotionally attached to the anger. And when I would hear that person's voice, like instantly, Mm -hmm. my blood pressure would go up. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. When, you know, the few times (laughs) would call on the phone, when I would just hear his voice, because I think it triggered something in me of remembering the things that they would say Mm -hmm. to me and the words that they would use. And for a long time, I was emotionally attached to just hearing the person's voice. So it took me years to let go of the anger part because the I had to realize that the anger was what was physically making me sick. Mm-hmm. And I was the mm-hmm. only person suffering from, you know, mm-hmm. not letting go of the anger that I had for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it's you can emotionally be hooked on, you know, hooked on that person emotionally as far as your feelings. But you can also have, like I, you know, my experience just being hooked on the anger mm-hmm. and not being able to let that go until I realized that was a problem, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of goes into my next question. And Sonia, I think you brought it up. Like, do any of you think it would be easy for someone to turn off their emotions once they have decided to let go? And Sonia, you touched upon that a little bit. But do yeah, you think... I- yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think that um, it's easier said than mm-hmm. done, one. Um, mm-hmm. Two, it, it took me a moment. So it wasn't like an instantaneous mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't speak of him negatively, but on the inside, Jesus. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, there, was, there was some things that I thought and that I wanted to express to my kids, but mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. So <laughs> it took a minute. <laughs> that was one of Jesus hold my tongue, Lord. Yes, Lord, 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 Lord. Mm. Because, you know, well, you know, I, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead you know, no, what I was about to say was about to say is that I went through that too, Sonia, because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say how I feel about him to my son because I always felt like when my son got mm-hmm. older, he would see mm-hmm. these things for mm-hmm. himself, the character mm-hmm. of that person. So mm-hmm. it was it I, for many, right. many years, I would not say what I felt because I didn't want to either, you know, I didn't want to poison my my son's mentality. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to mm-hmm. say bad things about his father. But now my son is older now and I mm-hmm. just say what I want to say. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you talked to that old, but anyway. Um, so, um, and which dances I was known by my But anyway, that's another podcast. Um and, and, and I'm not and I and I'm not here about trying to anybody. I'm here about growth for mm-hmm. women who have gone mm-hmm. through and who are going through mm-hmm. and who might feel like they don't see the end of the tunnel. They don't see that they can make it. They don't realize that, that they're worthy of peace in their Mm -hmm. lives. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's, let me back, let me digress where I'm here not to slander or talk about any negative. We're just speaking Mm -hmm. truth as we move forward. We're just speaking true. Um, So anyway, um, 
And, you know, also to, you know, just to kind of move over to that thing we we're talking about, um, you know, not letting go. Even when you think you're in love, love, you know, it just don't always turn off. Right. It's not mm-hmm. an instant thing. And I think, Sonya, you mentioned that it takes mm-hmm. time to get that to get to that emotional place of just being able to just actually let go. Mm-hmm. just being able to let go so um uh, what about the feelings of loneliness do you think um you know ladies think that that feeling of loneliness can lead someone into turning around and making them head back into the relationship what do you ladies think about that i i say absolutely mm-hmm. like unfortunately it, it does happen because you know, we'll have the courage sometimes to leave and we're like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to focus on me. And then, you know, days or weeks pass by and, you know, you might feel vulnerable. Oh, well, I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know, check on him just to say, hey, and then it can lead back to going back to that cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard. It's willpower not to look back in the past and, and to stay focused, especially if that was someone that you really, truly loved mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it, it took right, the power to leave in the first place so important because we, we're all human beings and we all have that place of weakness in us about something and when we're used to that person even because i think sometimes we'll probably say well they, everything wasn't always bad you know we had some good times i remember when we did this together and we had a lot of fun so mm-hmm. when it's not always bad sometimes in our mind we're like mm, let me just call he might have chilled out a little bit by now but you know or he may have changed so you're and right. I think too you're it, right it makes a difference if if you're dating someone or if you're married to him I think that mm-hmm. for me when I was married I probably was separated more than I was actually married um because I kept doing the cycle um until I got mm-hmm. that courage because you feel that you're this is still whether he's in another house and you're in another house, it's still your husband. Um, so you still right. feel that um, commitment right. even to this person that you, you don't, you don't realize yet that this person is toxic. So you just see mm-hmm. that this is, mm-hmm. this is my husband and I don't want to fail. And if there's still opportunity right. there, um, then it's my job to try. And especially when they're, mm. you know, calling you or coming to see you or they, they seem to be putting forth the effort that their behavior is not the same as it is when you're actually in the house. So you go mm-hmm. back to um, try again until and, 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 you know, for me, too, I didn't love myself. So yes. it, until mm-hmm. I figured out that I deserve better than what I was getting Mm -hmm. I would still have continued to be in that cycle until I started loving me and then when I started Mm. loving me I knew that God desired more for me than what I had chosen yes because it wasn't what he gave me yes I didn't pray about Mm -hmm. it I took what I what I wanted what I thought I wanted Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that that makes a difference. So hopefully young women or, you know, just women in general that listen to this um, and they're in this situation that they self-evaluate. Um, I don't act, tell nobody to leave their marriage. I, I mm-hmm. believe that's between them and God. Um, but I definitely say you pray and, and seek God and get to know you 
And, you know, once you get to know you, you'll know if this person is who you're supposed to be with or allow God to give you the strategy to get out. And, and, and I say strategy, especially right. if it's in, in an abusive relationship, right. um, there has mm-hmm. to be a strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. There certainly has to be. I want to touch upon um, two things that you said. Uh, one is the di- that you did not love yourself. I totally can relate um, to that because I did not love myself as well, but I didn't realize right. that I didn't right. love myself. Right. You know, you right. think like you don't think about yourself. You're mm. so busy cloud, you know, surrounding your mm-hmm. being with making sure that somebody mm-hmm. else is happy, mm-hmm. yes. making sure you mm-hmm. do all the things for mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. else. Make it, and then when you got children, you got mm-hmm. to be responsible mm-hmm. for your kids. So your mind is focused on your children and making sure they eat and making mm-hmm. sure they have all the things they need. You don't worry right. about loving yourself. You do what you got to do right. for your kids, you know, and for who if you're in a relationship with that other person, your total focus right. is on them. So until you learn to like yourself and love yourself, then you really can't really start. You know, and there's so many people that will say, well, I love myself, but do you truly love yourself? Because if you love yourself, you want to allow yourself to be verbally abused, physically abused, mentally abused, because you, you would know your worth. You would know, oh, no, I know I'm not right. going through this. What, you know, and, and you just have to step back and say, even if you have children, you do have to step back and say, wait a minute, I need to love myself because to love yourself first means you're going to give your children or give yourself the best being that's, right. that there is. You know, so you do have to learn to love yourself first. And I also want to touch on when you said about having a strategy to get out. <clears throat> and I've said this often, I've, and I, this is, of course, just my opinion, is that I don't believe that God put all relationships Absolutely. together. Sometimes, yeah, we mm-hmm. put ourselves right. in relationships because something is, um, we're looking at the glitter and the mm-hmm. glam of that person. Oh, they're mm-hmm. so sweet. Oh, they're so, and we look at what we, mm-hmm. what we see, what we visualize. And I just truly believe that God doesn't put all marriages and our relationships together. And I do believe that it is so important to pray mm-hmm. about what you want and what God says is deserving right. for you. So I do believe that because then God will give you exactly Absolutely. what is meant for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but to also add on the getting out, strategically getting out. And I agree, Chris, totally. You got to pray about that thing because as we all have heard, you know, when you're in a, a, a abusive situation or, you know, neglectful situation, it's really dangerous for a woman to tell a man mm-hmm. that she's going to leave because sometimes those men respond with mm-hmm. murder, with murder, suicide and things of that nature. So I, if a woman wants to leave or decides to leave or prays and God lays on her heart to give her the strength to leave, have a safety right. plan, have a safety plan about leaving don't you don't have to verbalize to that person because you're putting yourself and your children and him and everybody at risk but have a safety plan on how to safely get out Mm -hmm. of that situation so um sonia did you want to add anything to about that feeling of loneliness leading someone back to turn around and go back 
Um, I think also you have to look at that loneliness factor as in, so for some of the ones that leave and they don't really look back, they still have all of that, um, that mess on the inside. So sometimes mm -hmm. instead of attaching back to that ex, they attach mm. to other people mm. who are just like, you're that. right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. was my problem. So once I left my husband, but I also had that mess of that mental, um, that mental abuse that, you know, he gave me, like, I wasn't really, uh, you know, a person who could attract another person. Like we have been together mm. so long, 20 years, y'all. Mm -hmm. So we, we have been together so long that, you know, I wasn't really attracted mm -hmm. to other people. And he said mm -hmm. that out of his own mouth. So he said, nobody wants you but me and nobody wants me but you. Um, and when I realized the, the truth of that statement, mm -hmm. um, I realized how bad I was, you know, how bad my activities were. So I was pushing myself into other little scenarios that shouldn't have been based on the fact that I was trying to prove to him that I, mm. I was still trying yeah. to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally understand that. Totally. So that, the loneliness mm -hmm. pushed me into stuff that mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been in. So that's another another kind of little avenue that mm -hmm. we kind of go through as, mm -hmm. as sometimes. I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I completely understand that. Margetta, what do you, do you have any comments about that? The feeling of long we they don't know Margetta, but I know you're our baby. <laughs> <laughs> so and we're so glad that God <laughs> yes. with your soulmate mm -hmm. early in your mm -hmm. life. Thank mm -hmm. God. But uh, and so I don't do you have anything that because you've already told us about your college experience and we're not mad. <laughs> <laughs> just John to just throw just throw them <laughs> see, I got to throw away them old tennis shoes when I got older. So you know <laughs> we're right. glad you didn't go to college. Um but do you have anything that you want to interject or add to that about you know, ladies, that feeling of loneliness leading someone back to turn around and back into a relationship. Uh, yes, most definitely. Um, my biggest, I guess you could say, experience of loneliness was when, you know, I was a love them, leave them girl. But at the same time, I still had that soft spot like, mm -hmm. oh, I hope I do find that right guy. And so, you know, when my friends and my best friends, you know, they had their relationships. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I was like the the single one. And so, you know, at night I would go home and be like, well, you know, I wish that, you know, short term relationship would have worked out because here mm -hmm. my friends, you know, they're on dates with their boyfriends. And of course, I don't want to be a third wheel. So it was a lot of times, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself because I didn't want to mm -hmm. intrude in someone else's happiness just because, you know, I didn't have someone. So it was kind of like, a, you mm -hmm. know, looking at your phone and, you know, <laughs> like sneaking a, you know, look at their back then. It was my face, but <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking at, you know, your, your ex's my face and, you know, you attempting to want to mm -hmm. send them a, Hey, big head, you know, message, but it's like, Nope, don't do it. So yeah, it was a lot of nights where I'm like, oh, by myself because my friends were out, you know, getting loved up on. Well, that, and that's so here I was, I wasn't. I'm glad you fought the feeling. Uh, and Sonya, I want to talk about two, just, uh, two things that you hit on also when you talked about or mentioned um, that about the issues of loneliness and how the person uh, would say to you that nobody wants you and you're not going to want anybody else and that kind of thing. That is when you're young, you don't realize that those are tools of manipulation. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. that person telling you nobody's going to want you is that person manipulating you because they know they see your worth. 
They mm-hmm. might tell you something different, but they know what they got. And so they use those words. Nobody's going to want you in order to really kind of control and break down your self-esteem and make, mm-hmm. cause I, I did the same thing. You know, nobody's going to want you. Nobody's going to want you with a child. You can't make it without me, you know? Mm-hmm. And those were things that I truly believed for a long time. Like, yep, he right. Nobody's <laughs> going to want me with a child. And it's so easy to, and even when you're in the midst of that loneliness situation with someone, it is so easy for someone to manipulate and use those tools of verbally abusing you to control you. So, you know, listeners, if there's someone that's in your life, whether it's someone you're in a married to or someone you're in a relationship with or someone you're getting to know, if someone says, you know, says things to you that are belittling or that are discouraging or that talks about your how you look and who you are and what your character is, take note of that. Mm-hmm take note of that. It's important to realize and to recognize when someone is saying something that does not have you on the pedestal mm-hmm. in which you should stand. Right. It's so important to recognize that. And Sonya, mm-hmm. the, the, um, ended up being in situations that were not good for you, honey, listen, cause I'm, I live in such a transparent world now about what I'm trying to do with the podcast and, and saving a life and all that. Listen, I, for 20 years, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> 20 years. Okay. I mm-hmm. was in some stuff. Okay. <laughs> I, not relationships. I was in some stuff. <laughs> I didn't even dated the ugly mm. guy to found and been like, this ugly <laughs> is not going to cheat on me. Child, what him do? <laughs> that other rascal cheated too. So I mean, I'm just saying, Chris and Hush, don't talk. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm, just I'm glad that I we, we can years. laugh about it Look, now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you yeah. think about yes. Amen. the crazy because I was the same way. The craziness Woo. that you went through until you found yourself. And I think for us that yes. when you've been married young and been married for a long time, like son, you know, you go through things that I should have went through when I was real early. And I didn't I didn't experience mm-hmm. that until after my divorce. It's like, boy, I I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to catch up from what I should have learned that mm-hmm. I didn't learn because I was in this toxic relationship. So now here I am. Right. almost 30 trying to learn and in, in, in my behaviors are like I'm in my early 20s uh, you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. exactly the way I was <laughs> right like, yep right and you I know, was 40 because you, you didn't have the chance to experience that um, mm-hmm. so then you're going right. back and trying to experience and learn yourself um, in all those years that you missed so hopefully we can right. help young people, you know, look, you, you don't have, to, you can avoid all this. You know what I mean? You can yes. avoid all this by Absolutely. getting to know yourself early in life. Learn yourself, spend time with yourself, mm-hmm. love on yourself. Mm-hmm. When I met my husband, mm-hmm. my existing husband now, he asked me, what makes you happy? And I could not answer it. And he said, without Mm -hmm. saying your children 
because that's what I thought made me happy is like what you said prior, Kathy, is doing for everybody else because that was my life. Was putting a smile mm-hmm. and making sure everybody else was good. Then I thought I was good. But when the kids are gone, what makes yeah. you happy? <laughs> so I had to do some soul searching. So hopefully people that are listening to this will be able to say they know what makes them happy. What is it? Because you got to know what makes you mm-hmm. happy and you got to love on you before somebody else can. Right. Okay, I'm not going right. to take over. Go ahead. That's true. We learned some stuff now. You know, we're here to talk about. That's mm-hmm. right. We're moving, shaking and moving. Okay, right. so. Ladies, what about the feelings mm. of regret and that and the constant memories of the relationship? Do you think that makes letting go more difficult? If you have kids, mm. it does. Oh my goodness. Because mm. you looking at them faces, and I know I have one that looks just like his daddy. <laughs> and every time I, I find do him, too, but carry like, on. Oh, Jesus. I said. My thoughts were, <laughs> if I can get past this part in my life, I can mm-hmm. be a beacon for that mm-hmm. little girl that's in that other room, but I could also be a beacon for my boys and show them that what what uh, terrible things happen when there's no trust, when there's issues, you know, of emotions, you know, mm-hmm. when n- neither of us were really ready to be married to begin with, um, but we did it anyway and stayed married, even though we didn't know what we was doing. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. but I tr- I tried to teach them as things went okay. on. I tried to show them in ways that did not specifically point to our relationship, but to kind of help mm-hmm. them along the way. This is mm-hmm. what you do when you're choosing uh, a young lady to date. For my daughter, I was like, um, this is how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. so you don't attract mm-hmm. this craziness, mm-hmm. so you don't attract the mess. Um, mm-hmm. You got to be good with you first, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So I taught her that early on and she is like the most into, she live in Texas. <laughs> she don't care. She's 23 and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go see what Texas got. <laughs> you know, so I love it because I feel like I made independent kids, even though this was a mess in the mm-hmm. early, in my early part of my life. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that yes. uh, it was beauty for ashes. Yes. God turned it into yes. something else. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Beauty for ashes. Mm-hmm. That might be on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I like that beautiful right. <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Marjana did you want to interject anything the feelings of regret of constant memories of a relationship um, and how that can make letting go more difficult like my biggest regret was for me it was like oh I shouldn't have <laughs> talked to that person to begin with <laughs> that was always my biggest regret it was like oh my gosh Shetta, what were you thinking and you know that it would make me feel more so embarrassed like I'll be like I'm glad I let go but at the same time I was embarrassed that I put myself in that situation Mm -hmm. to begin with so mine was just like oh gosh I wish I would have made more wise decisions before I got myself in that mess but it was always always learning platforms Mm -hmm. it's like oh I definitely want to do that again and you know it led me it led me to Mm -hmm. my husband it was like okay those are the type of guys I knew I never wanted to date but when you meet like you know Mm -hmm. that when you meet Mm -hmm. that one you're like oh gosh Mm -hmm. is he really real you know (laughs) like what's the catch (laughs) you know 10 years later I'm still waiting on the catch like what's you know what's 
When's, when's the camera going to say no, cut? No, no, yeah, honey, you live and enjoy that. <laughs> yes. don't, don't look for the camera. Don't look for the camera. But you know, one thing about it, though, when you're meeting somebody, everybody's wearing their best mm-hmm. mask, even yes. us. You know, we're, you're, you're wearing your mm-hmm. mask and you're holding back and you're, you know, you might be checking it out and looking, you know. And, but got one thing we got to remember is he's wearing a mask, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it... Right. Either within due time, like soon, you'll mm-hmm. see parts of his mask fall off if there's something negative about him. You know, right. if there's some manipulation or there's, you right. know, if he's aggressive or if he's verbal abuse, you know, that doesn't stay behind the mask alone. So, honey, you got 10 years in. Don't, he mm-hmm. already showed you his mask. So don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about, don't worry about right. But I'm just saying, and you know, and then there's some people that have been married 10 years or longer. Who have seen who saw the mask two years in or mm-hmm. five years in and they still right. stay and they don't let go. So, <laughs> you know, you know, they say breaking up is something that's hard to do, right? Because that is a song. Mm-hmm. But but it happens. And letting go, <laughs> you know, even though letting go is gonna mean you're single again, in some cases it's okay to be single, single. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. So, um, how important do you girls think it patience is in that letting go stage during that letting go stage? Sonia? Oh, <laughs> patience. So <laughs> yeah. patience, patience for me, I think was, I needed to have more patience for me. Um, not necessarily for him, but patience for my feelings, because I thought that, okay, once you get divorced or once you, you know, just started this, this cycle, this journey, um, it's like a snap of the fingers. You're done, you know, because I've heard so many people say that once I served those papers, I was done, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you hear that mm-hmm. you realize people were lying through their teeth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's not how it happens. And I felt like I had to have patience with me because I was so mad that I found myself thinking about his, you know, his, uh, his good, you know, if he was doing all right, you know, cause in my situation, yeah. in my situation, my husband was in incarcerated. So I was wondering if he was all right, you know, and stuff like that. And then, yeah. you know, one day I think it just, the light turned on and I realized that I needed to listen to my inner me and say things like, well, I think that's where my affirmations came from. Cause I started to talk to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not bad to talk to yourself, ladies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I talk to myself daily mm-hmm. and a lot, you know, because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you're a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, you're worth, mm-hmm. you're worth somebody's time. You're mm-hmm. worth a, a good relationship. Mm-hmm. It was all these things that would come to mind. And I wrote them all down and I would say them every morning. And the more mm-hmm. I, I was patient with my emotional change, my emotional journey, um, the better I was at letting go, the better I was at saying, oh, I don't really have to, you know, feel like I need to check on him. Cause that's, that's our problem. Mm-hmm. We're such uh, nurturers as mm-hmm, women mm-hmm. that we want to check on everybody we mm-hmm. want to make sure everybody's good um but i mm-hmm. made sure that i was good and mm-hmm. in my coming out i kind of listened to my kids because you know growing up kathy and i grew up together we've been friends <laughs> since, since we were four but um growing up you know we really didn't have right. those strong role models our parents right stuck right. and stayed period no matter what Right. Um, right. And so we didn't we didn't get that lesson on, OK, if this mm-hmm. fool is acting up, then you take off. You know, no, we didn't get that. We mm-hmm. the, all of all of the examples we saw were mm-hmm. our parents and grandparents stay together forever. 
Um, So when I was going through all of that, I thought about that a lot. So it was like, did I make a mistake? Did I... Uh, did I did I put my children in a in a perilous situation mm-hmm. to where now they don't have yeah. a father you know in their lives so it's hard making those decisions but once mm-hmm. you do you got to have patience with yourself so mm-hmm. that you don't you don't mm-hmm. backtrack right right patience is so so important I think in in letting go like you said you just you don't want to put your children in a bad place but you were worried about him as well and you had to step back and say wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I need to slow down mm-hmm. and I need to focus on me and what works for me because it goes back to what we were saying earlier is you were focused on making sure everybody else was happy and worrying right. about his well-being. And of course, nobody wants anything mm-hmm. to happen to their children's parent, whether right. you're with that person or not. Right. I Believe it or not, I talked about the anger. I feel the same way. I don't want mm-hmm. nothing to happen to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't dare wish death or anything on on anybody but um you have you do have to step back and have that patience within yourself and and find that yoga calm space and Mm -hmm. say you know what let me be let me be patient let me walk the path that i need to walk so that i can move i think sonya kind of some you know i think i was listening and thinking about everything that sonya was saying and um how true everything she said about even uh, the patience and, and women having patience for themselves to go through the process. Because if you don't have that, you will have the regret. And um, you'll have the regret because, especially if you have children, um, you, you feel regretful that mm-hmm. I didn't try hard enough to make this work or um, you know, they're going to be without their father, as Sonia stated. Um, and, and you, you know, in society, you, you see the damage that is caused um, to children with their, their fathers not being in their lives. So, you know, mothers mm-hmm. as well, just the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have that regret, but then you have to think, am I doing more hurt or good? by being in, in this relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. I want them to be in their father's life, but right. luckily Sonya had it where her, okay. her, her ex-husband still wanted to be in their lives. Now, I had the opposite to where he wasn't present in their lives. So the whole time it was about me, it wasn't about the children in the first place. So he made it very obvious when we were no mm-hmm. longer together that you know he wasn't going to be present in their lives. Not permanently he you know every now and then he would but he wasn't a uh, a present mm-hmm. um father in their lives an active um father in their lives so you have to think and women have to think not mm-hmm. just think of that but to to think of the bigger picture as to what's best for my children as well as for me and you don't it's not selfish to think about yourself and I think that's what, as women, we think that, well, I need to think about the children. Mm-hmm. I'm being selfish if I don't. Well, you have to think about all of you. And is this a, a good envi- environment for mm-hmm. all of you um, so that you're making the best choice for mm-hmm. your family? Let me let me piggyback on that, too, um, Chrissy, because <clears throat> a lot of people end up staying in situations that mm-hmm. uh, because they have children or they have a child with that or children with that mm-hmm. person that they're in a relationship with. And 
I think a lot of times women sometimes feel like I have to stay Mm -hmm. because we have a child together. Um, Never, ever, ever, ladies, listeners, whoever, stay with someone because you have a child together. Because unfortunately, there's some young lady, I have to say some young ladies, there's some women, uh, young and old, who will get pregnant by someone Mm -hmm. because they think that's a way to keep that person. And I said that to say this, that a child will never is never going to be the catalyst to keep a man with you. And if you have children with someone and that man is being abusive to you, you may not realize it, but your children are soaking up that energy that's in the house. They are seeing the, the, you know, they're being traumatized. They're seeing the abuse that's happening. They're hearing the abuse that's happening. Even if you think they're in the, they're in their bedroom and the door is closed. No children can hear what is taking place. And, and those children are now Mm -hmm. thinking this Mm -hmm. is normal and this Mm -hmm. is what a relationship should be. And then that's when that generational thing of, you know, young little boys growing up thinking they're supposed to push women around or beat women or call them the B word or tell Mm -hmm. them they're ugly and nobody going to want them and things like that. Or young ladies realize, you know, will grow up thinking if her, she's in high school and her boyfriend push up against the lock, oh, that's okay because my dad do that to my mom at home. And I so think, Kathy, you hit on a good point me. is, so since we, we're talking about that people be mindful that when we're saying abuse, it's not just physical abuse because people automatically think that. But if your children are listening to you be verbally abused, um, they don't know that you're being verbally abused. They will mm-hmm. begin to think that is the norm and pick up that same attribute that mm-hmm. the abuser has. Um, so you, you were making a good point and let right. people know, you know, physical, verbal, sexual, whatever it is that is not desirable to you is abuse. Um, so, okay. Thank you. Right. Absolutely. You know, for those listening to the podcast today, patience is important because if you are a person who has decided to let go, you have to decide or you have to understand that changes will take place. So nothing's going to happen instantly to replace the heartaches of letting go. Okay. But it will happen. And also when you need to let go, you have to understand that some people are not meant to be a part of your history. Right but not a part of your destiny. Okay. They don't, they can be a part of your history, but not a part of your destiny. So keep that in mind. Now I also found an awesome quote about letting go. It is letting go. Isn't the end of the world Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of a new life. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. Letting go. Isn't the end of the world. It's the beginning Mm -hmm. of a new life. So with that quote being said, ladies, individually, can you expound on the quote and what your thoughts are about it? Letting go isn't the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new life. Margetta? Oh, oh, did we lose Margetta? (laughs) We may have. (laughs) Uh Oh, she may, she may have put us on um, mute as well, but well, Oh, Mar- oh, oh, we may have lost her. Okay. Uh, so letting go Chris, isn't the end of the world. That? It's the beginning of a new life. Wow. It, it was. Now, I, yes. I have to say that yes. even though I got the courage to let go, 
I went into that place of trying to find myself. So yes, it was a, a new life, but it wasn't the right life. Um, mm-hmm. I do have to say that it was not mm-hmm. the right life, but it was the beginning of a process. So it, it for me, it, it was a okay. new journey um, that I had to go to to find myself. I think in life, we try to skip over some things mm-hmm. yeah. and being um, getting married young and having children young. I skipped over some some processes or some phases in life that I should have went through early. So it was a new life for me. But I had to get to where God really wanted mm-hmm. me to go to. So I, I, it took me some years. And now almost 50, I am experiencing the life that God truly has for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I well, had that's to go, because you, you had to go, go through, through some stuff first. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you had to go through some stuff first. You did. Yeah. You know, I, I, I came up with this, my, my own self-motto many, many years ago, especially after I got out of the um, domestic violence situation. And my motto is, if it didn't kill me, Uh it wasn't that bad. Mm. That's my own self-motto. If it didn't kill me, it wasn't that bad. Because I I began (laughs) to say, you know what, that's bad. You know, getting in Mm -hmm. situations looking for love, it turns out bad. But Mm -hmm. guess what, I'm still breathing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't Mm -hmm. that bad. Mm-hmm. I need to put that on a t-shirt too, but, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's was my motto. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't, if it didn't kill me, it wasn't that bad. And that's just kind of how I have seen three. I'm not saying that I've not had emotional things happen and make me cry and make me sad, make mm-hmm. me mad, make me upset. Well, I'm still a human being, you know, just like you all are, just like everybody else is. But I had to kind of, do that. I had to that was your survival mechanism. This was kind of mucked up, but Mm -hmm. that was my that was my survival mechanism. It wasn't that bad. It didn't kill me. And just kept it moving. Um Margetta are you're back with us now. Uh can you expound upon what you think about the phrase letting go isn't the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new life. It's kind of like a to me it's giving birth all over. It's you know saying that you might let the old Mm -hmm. self you know the old self or the old ways die but now it's a new life this is Mm -hmm. a new opportunity another day to Mm -hmm. you know show your worth like well you're Mm -hmm. always going to be worthy but this is your new chance it's like Mm -hmm. you know I had to learn that like yeah that didn't work out but now mm-hmm. I'm more wise, I'm more mature. Like mm-hmm. I'm just giving birth to a new person. Mm-hmm. And whoever meets that new person, they're gonna meet the new and improve me, who's gonna show that she's love and she's worthy of someone's attention. The the positivity, the the right attention, the the mm-hmm. right kind of love. So yeah, it's it's like giving birth. Right. It, you can probably let the old stuff you die, but a new uh-huh. you has to get a chance to grow and thrive and mm-hmm. show the world who you really are and that you do deserve mm-hmm. that love that you you that that you deserve for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love that mm-hmm. birth in the new you. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. Sonia, what are your thoughts about um, <laughs> women? Who did we do with it, Sonia? Yeah, Bridget, yeah. Have we it, done both? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that letting letting go um, in that situation, for the quote at least, mm-hmm. also the letting go of the inner turmoil, um, because mm-hmm. I think that in situations mm-hmm. of relationships, we forget about that. Um, 
And so letting go of that inner turmoil definitely brings you to Mm -hmm. a new place because your focus changes. Your focus goes to a new place. And for Mm -hmm. me, thank God I had kids in my (laughs) life. Um, I think they kept, they kept me good (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they were so positive. And, you know, um, that was during the time that I wasn't real, um, I'll say, forward and mm-hmm. public with my singing so my kids kind of pushed me to into to doing some competitions mm-hmm. and stuff and then it changed my focus it made me focus on my kids and singing and trying to do fun things like that and mm-hmm. b- before I knew it I was in a really good place um and it made me so happy because mm-hmm. I felt like I had like turned a page mm-hmm. in my in my mm-hmm. story so mm. And that turn mm-hmm. that page turning is so mm-hmm. important. <laughs> it's so important. It's it's creating a new mm-hmm. page and birthing mm-hmm. the new person. Mm-hmm. You see how they work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, I did a little research, ladies, with some tips for letting go. Okay. That I wanted to share with our listening audience. And one is to create a positive mm-hmm. mantra to counter the painful thoughts. With that being said, listeners and ladies, it's how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, like Sonia mm-hmm. said, the, the uh, positive affirmations, you know, they can move you forward and they, or they can keep you stuck in place if you allow them to. But if you do those positive affirmations, you're going to move forward with birthing a new you and, and creating a positive within yourself and then creating physical distance between yourself and the person who mm-hmm. you are letting go. Mm-hmm. You cannot continue to be around him or her. You cannot continue to um, see be in places where you know they're going to be. You know, because when we see them and we already feel like we've been in love, what we do, we get we a marshmallow, we start getting <laughs> soft. Mm-hmm. So creating that physical distance, um, practicing mindfulness. And what is mindfulness? I'm so glad you asked because mm-hmm. my husband keeps talking to me about it. Mindfulness is a mental state of focusing on one's awareness on the present moment and calmly, calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings and thoughts. That's Mm. mindfulness. You got to practice it Mm -hmm. and be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. Love on yourself. Mm -hmm. Love who you are. Love your flaws because nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. And allow the negative emotions to flow. It is okay to cry because guess what? You're letting go of that negative energy. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to cry. Cry in the shower, cry in the bathroom, cry in your car. Wherever you need to release those emotions that are tied up within the, your belly, it's okay to let them go. And accept that the other person may never apologize to you. You just need to accept it. Because for one, they're probably going to think they didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then engage in self-care. Exercise if that makes you feel good. Go get a pedicure. Get a manicure done. Go to the spa. Love on you. So listeners, there's nothing wrong with a new life, a new beginning, and a new chance to be happy. So ladies, can you share something encouraging with our listeners about letting go? Chrissy, I'm going to call you first. I know you're probably about to bust, so I'll let you go first. You know, my mind is always twirling over here. Um, You know, first thing I want to say is uh, you were talking about self-care, and I actually just did a presentation yesterday 
for ladies at um, at work about self care and being nurturers that we are. We always put that at the end of our task list if we ever put it on there. Um, taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. and how important it is um, to rejuvenate your mind and and know that you're worthy of uh, taking a minute to yourself and doing whatever that is that makes you happy. Um, but in letting go, I was thinking about how mm-hmm. um, life is a journey and we don't always take the right road um, to get to where God has us to go or we don't think it's the right road. Um, but in every road, um, there are signs and, and lessons that we learn. So if you're on a road that you know that um, this is not the path that you want to take, um, that it's not healthy for you nor your children, um, if it's a toxic behavior and you're aware of that, I ask you to um, meditate, seek God, seek direction on where you need to go because God desires us to be happy. He desires those around you to be happy and you can't be your best you um, to your children, to your job, to your purpose. If you're in a relationship that is toxic. So it it sounds like we're making letting go easy. It's not, it's (coughs) not easy. It's not emotionally easy to let go. Um, Financially, it's not easy. Um, but I, we're telling you as women that mm-hmm. have done it, that it's possible that, that, it, that you're able to do that, um, that you have enough strength in you, um, that you can be anything and show your children that you deserve better and that you want better for them. Um, so I encourage you to seek mm-hmm. a better life and I promise you life can be enjoyable and you can be happy and you deserve to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Miss Margetta. Margetta. Oh, you hear can me? You have us on mute. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm so sorry. I yes, was listening the whole time. You. I was like, I know my phone did not go out. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. Can you share with us something encouraging? Letting go. To, I want uh, uh, listeners to know that. Go. As we all have said that letting go is is not the end. It is the beginning and not to be afraid to do so. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, holding on to the end of a rope and, and something's biting at your finger, like let it go, let it go. And you're still mm-hmm. holding on tighter mm-hmm. and tighter as, as mm-hmm. you know, your hands are starting to hurt and, and starting to bleed. But once you let mm-hmm. that rope go, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, I'm still alive. But if mm-hmm. I would have stayed and kept holding on, I probably wouldn't survive. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, you, you don't want those wounds. You don't mm-hmm. want to have those wounds, but even when you let go, you can give those wounds a chance to heal mm. so that in the future, you won't get those same wounds again. Mm. And I want listeners to know that it's it's okay. Mm. I've had plenty of friends who are still, still in horrible relationships. And it's like, if you let go, you will see the magnificent things that will change around in your life. You will mm. find that man and th- that support that's going to be there for you. And 
it takes courage. It does. It mm-hmm. won't happen overnight. But the older we get and the more mm-hmm. wise and the more growth that we see in ourselves, we have to give ourselves a chance. Give mm-hmm. yourself a chance to mm-hmm. let go and also to give yourself a mm-hmm. chance to rebirth yourself. I, I promise mm-hmm. you, you won't regret it. I've mm-hmm. been there. I've done that. I just mm-hmm. want listeners to know, don't be afraid to do it because your life is going to be way better off letting go and being free than being stuck in a standstill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Margetta. And Sonia, something encouraging for our listeners about letting go. Um, yeah, I think that I learned something uh, a good while ago that kind of makes me think a lot about situations when I'm in a, a, a challenging situation. It says sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Um, mm. I like that because, you know, you're not always going to take the positive route in anything in life sometimes it it goes a little negative Mm -hmm. but in those negative moments you have to learn from that you have to you have to sit and take notes whether you're taking Mm -hmm. inventory of yourself or you're taking inventory of that situation so it gives you an opportunity letting go gives you an opportunity to reinvent yourself and refocus on what's really important to you as a person as an individual Mm -hmm. not as a mom not as a wife but as an individual um, and then you learn who you really are. And as you learn who you really are, you, you realize that, like she said before, you know, that you are worthy and that those challenges mm-hmm. that you had before aren't so apparent in your life anymore. Then when mm-hmm. that person, when that person does come along that, <laughs> that you're looking at and you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> is this who you have for me, God? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can have a positive outlook. And for me, it was someone who was in my life before in high school. And I didn't think that, I didn't think nothing of him when we were growing up. I just thought, you know, it was just a boyfriend <laughs> kind of came and went, um, kind of like Margetta. <laughs> <laughs> but, but later on in life, you don't realize mm-hmm. that sometimes people are searching for that person too. Um, men, men are also searching for that person too. And sometimes they've been hurt a lot. Um, so you have to be at that point where you can be productive Mm -hmm. and not a challenge to them, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what I don't want is to put Mm -hmm. more mess into his life after he's gone through mess, you know, and he doesn't want to do that for me either. So it's so, it's so wonderful because we we try mm-hmm. really hard not to put mess in each other's lives you know we try to grow together and have fun and we believe me we have lots and lots of fun so <laughs> i think that when you in, reinvent yourself after a, a a tumultuous relationship and a maybe a divorce or a situation like that if you can just think about the things mm-hmm. that got you there think about the things that kept you there mm-hmm. um that's yeah you'll change you'll change Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, all three of you, um, for your encouragement. And hopefully anyone that's listening to this podcast will take heed of what you shared, you know, and that it can be a motivation and encouraging for them as they are uh, maybe in a place of needing to let go. So thank you all for that. Mm -hmm. Um, As we move on, we're going to talk about moving on. (laughs) So would anyone agree that moving on? Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) absolutely it can be scary and it can be scary because of what it's like the unknown you don't know what's going to happen when you decide you're going to move on right it can be Mm -hmm. super scary um i don't want people um to to think that you know 
any of us or anybody feels like if you decide that you're going to move on, that it's a negative thing. We're not going to say that it is. Um, and I don't think, of course, anybody wants to be single, single. Okay. So I'm not asking anyone here, you know, if you have done this, but sometimes we as women are guilty of getting a new man just to get over the old one. <laughs> and, you know, because I live in my own transparency world now, um, in my, in my past, I will replace men like changing shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, in fact, I, all the time, really, them jokers was like old sneakers with holes in them. It really was. It was pretty bad. But <laughs> but that was because of my own mental state and looking for love. And I think I've already mentioned looking for love in all the wrong places. Woo, child, I did that. I probably co-wrote the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I would think that during the moving on stage, that would be a good time to reflect and accept the change and to work on self. And and throughout this podcast, we've all talked about that, you know, working on yourself, being a better you and looking for the opportunity to do better in order to start over, you know? Mm -hmm. So do you ladies think um, someone can do or change or what someone can do in their lives once they've decided to move on? Like what are some of the things that, that we can say to women to encourage them once they decide to change their lives. <laughs> what can got, you tell them? To I got do? something. What you got? Girl, <laughs> listen, you gotta take you gotta take note of the times. Okay. Cause I was married for 20 long years. I had no idea what dating was like. I didn't know what it was, what was cool, what wasn't cool. And then I worried about things like, okay, if I become intimate with this person. Now I got to worry about what they might have um, mm. or, you know, some of that other stuff. So you have to take take note of what's going on around you. Um, make sure that you're safe. Make sure that you're mentally safe, physically safe, and that that person is someone that you can kind of trust. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's important that you take note of those things. Absolutely, because that goes to that unknown thing, isn't it? Moving on when you get out of one situation or marriage or whatever, you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now what? Or is everybody crazy? Or no? Or <laughs> exactly? You, you know, you you like you know, especially having been married twenty years, and now you're like, okay, I'm single, single. Mm-hmm. So okay, do I go to the grocery store and walk down the food aisle, <laughs> or do? Do I take my kids to the park? But no, I really don't want my kids to meet nobody yet. You know, it's you got decisions to make. Yeah. This stuff's tough. Yeah, this I guess I'm gonna take tough. a different, um, a different Chris, what would outlook. You say? Um, um, I think I've someone... had the same experience as okay. as you all as Carry as on. far as um, because of my loneliness and because um, I didn't know or love myself or even know myself. I immediately wanted to be with somebody because that's what I knew um, is being with someone. But I would encourage anyone Mm -hmm. else that um, goes through this to take time for you Um, to not immediately try to Mm -hmm. fill the void of loneliness and replace it with loving on you, doing self-care, finding out what you like and what you want. Because I think sometimes you don't even know what you want. Just just having a physical man, mm-hmm. is that all you want? Is that what you want from him? It's just to say that you have somebody. 
um, mm-hmm. when you don't really know what you want. And I was young, so I, I didn't know nothing about what I wanted mm-hmm. out of a man. I, I didn't know what I should be praying for because that's not taught. Mm-hmm. You just, I mean, you, you grow up, you get married, you have children. It was just that simple. Um, but I think taking that time for you mm-hmm. and learning you and enjoying you um, is what you need after you've had um, a relationship that did that did, wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Those are good points. Because you know what? I When you were talking to and when you said that about, you know, having to be with someone where we get guilty of because for years and years and years, mm-hmm. I was also in that place of feeling like I had to be with someone. I had to be have a quote boyfriend. And when I say quotes, these are big old quotes over here. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I had to have a boyfriend, but that all stemmed from wanting someone to love me and not realizing that I didn't love myself yet, but mm-hmm. feeling like if I'm in a quote relationship, then everything was good. You know, but isn't that, that was what we really talked? cared about. Me. Like even in, so in as children, when you're learned. reading these, we're um, taught that yes. fairy tale books, you know, it starts, our minds are being conditioned as children and we don't even realize it. You're supposed to meet, this Prince Charming and happily ever after you go. So we're conditioned as children and and we're conditioning our children Mm. and don't even realize it. So we got to change the mindset. Well, well, it looks like you need to start writing some books, but we'll talk about that later because you're absolutely correct. That is how that is the what sleeping beauty book that's what our children see and that's what we think is going to happen so i completely understand that now margetta we have to you have to wedge your way in and comment you have to just push away and just start talking and we'll hush but uh, (laughs) so so what can you share? What would you like to, um, you know, what would be your comment of what, you know, someone can uh, do? The biggest thing for me was to, number one, to love on. myself and remind myself that every day, like, hey, you know, even if it mm-hmm. took me looking in the mirror, I'm a visual learner. So I have what I call like an affirmations page and every day. I write an affirmation. And if that is what it takes for you to, mm-hmm. you know, show your worth and know your worth, just tell yourself, you know, you're beautiful every day. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, to not beat yourself about it. Sometimes we have that mm-hmm. feeling of regret or like, oh, I, I, I should have held on. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have done that. Maybe it would have worked out. But not having those feelings of regret, that was one mm-hmm. of the biggest things. Um, and just to write those, write those affirmations yes. down. Look at yourself in the mirror don't be ashamed or embarrassed of who you see because even if mm-hmm. you don't see the person that you want to see right now that's the whole purpose of you growing to change into the person that you finally want to be mm-hmm. absolutely and that is so important to be the person that you want to be not who someone else tells you that you are who you want to be. You know, I have to share that, you know, at a point in my life when I decided to move on, I had to make a decision about 
just focusing on me and separating myself from men because for years, you know, they had clouded my judgment and, and I had to find a way for my life to be about my life, you know, and that's what we all are talking about. You know, for me, I chose to go back to school to get my master's degree because that was something that I had always wanted to do for years for me. And I never did it. But uh, to those who are listening to this podcast, dark clouds in your life yes. will come, but mm-hmm. the sun will come shining through. Am I right, ladies? Amen. Absolutely. And time heals all wounds and the right person will come if you keep the faith. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my guests, Margetta, she's the author of a blog and she recently wrote about the precious, she wrote a precious blog about finding the love of her life. Her blog is Jetta Speaks. So I want you guys to check uh, sure it out. Sure thing. Um, um, I, like you said, it's Jetta blog. Speaks. It's www.jetta, J-E-T-T-A, Speaks. S-P-E-A-K-S dot com. Um, I used to blog, you know, when I was younger, but it was it was it was very immature blogging back then. It was kind of like, you know, releasing those frustrations. And I'm not going to lie. I used to use my blog, you know, for those times where I would be in those yep. love and leaving relationships. And, you know, just, just kind of throwing like dirt and salt on the guy's name. But now <laughs> since I'm more mature and I'm a wife and a mother, I use my blogging platform for uplifting and expiring <laughs> topics along with um, letting my readers nerd know the transparency of my life and the real authentic me in black and white. Awesome. Awesome. And you also have Oh um, well yes. Um I started my own business. Oh gosh, you know (laughs) dun dun dun. Never would have thought I would have been a business owner, especially in the middle of a world pandemic. (laughs) But I started (laughs) Butler Bees Education Company back in July. Um I'm an early interventionist. Uh that's my nine to five, my current career. So I work with children who have developmental Mm -hmm. and special needs or uh, developmental delays um, in these special needs services. So my primary caseload is little ones from birth to six years old. So uh, mostly I work with the toddlers, like the one and two and three-year-olds. And so I'm kind of like a one-on-one teacher uh, you can say that we do we're, we're, we do basically play therapy. We help uh, the child learn and grow through play. And so the idea came to me like, well, hey, I develop a curriculum. I develop activities for the kids on my caseload. Maybe other moms and other families in the area also need those resources. So I packed it all in a one-stop shop, <laughs> hands-on book for little ones um, to learn all the basic skills <laughs> that they need to know before they start you know, preschool or kindergarten. So they get to work on their name and their birthday and shapes and colors and counting money and days of the week and their feelings. So it's been a great success. I really didn't think it would take off this way, but it's been a true blessing. And I'm honored to say that as of uh, this weekend, I've uh, made 107 books by hand and um, 107 children across nine different states yeah. have a, a one in the, one of a million Butler Bees hands-on learning books. So I, I've been, I cry basically every week because I, I still can't believe, you know, this is, this is happening. This is real. <laughs> and I recently um, developed a hands-on uh, site workbooks 
Uh, my son is in the second grade. So, you know, reading and learning words are very critical at his age now. And so he was my first guinea pig with the book on learning sight words. And I said, well, hey, you know, the kids being in school virtually <laughs> right now, I know the parents need that tangible, you know, resource for their kids to continue to want to learn and learn new words and read. So the sight word books have been very helpful for the children to learn new words, write them and understand the meaning of them so they can perfect their reading. Awesome. And so they can, if anyone's interested in looking. Uh, yeah, Butler Bees. Butler, <laughs> I can't right. What is it? Butler Bees. Butler uh, Bees yes. Education Company. You do have a Facebook page, right? That they can go to and, and um, look at the uh, yep. book itself sure on thing. there and place the order if they like, and you will ship it out. So listeners, if you, you got little ones at home, grandkids, whatnot, please definitely go to Butler B's Education Company on Facebook and check it out. Now, my next, my, <laughs> my little songbird, she didn't know I was going to call her out either, but Sonia, um, she's a little song. She's actually famous. Nice. So, and... <laughs> She's actually famous in Florida. And you now, Sonia, what is it that no. what do you sing for? You sing for every she sings for everyone. She she sings the national anthem. But what's the, the hockey team? You know, I'm not from Florida, so I don't right. know. But. I, I sing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's a hockey team Lightning. in, in the Carolinas too, Kathy. <laughs> well, but you don't sing for them. We're gonna talk about what you're doing. Like you you I do know you have sung over a a thousand places, different places, singing the national anthem. So she's just that good. God blessed her with vocals. And so you sing. That's what you do now every home game, right? Um, most of the home games. Typically, um, we set up a schedule at the beginning of the season. And, you know, I pick my dates. And there's some times when I'm not there. Um, but it's only because I have other things. What they tell me all the time is they won't ever stop me from making money, more money than I'm getting with them. So I'll, if I have an event that I can go to that um, I'm going to get paid for, typically I'll, somebody else sings for that game. But it's not that often. <laughs> I know. You're faithful. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, so guys, you can check her out on her. Now, do you have a separate blog for, I mean, a separate page for you're singing or it's on your personal page? Um, I don't. I tend to, to push people to go to Twitter um, if they want to connect Twitter. with me. Um, um, okay. my, my Twitter handle is Sunny Sings, S-O-N-N-I-S-I-N-G-S, or on Instagram, which is I am Sonia Bryson Kirksey. Um, so those are the places that if you want to connect with me on singing or talk about sports, uh, then you can hit me there. But uh, that's that's pretty much how it goes. I don't, um, one of those things that, you know, we talked about earlier about uh, realizing your self-worth. Um, mm -hmm. People, I feel like people come into your life um, as a blessing. God puts people on your path for a reason. Um, yes. And recently um, I was talking to a friend and, you know, usually with my friends, especially the ones here, um, if someone's having a birthday, you know, I'll record a little happy birthday greeting and send it to them. And, you know, they're like, oh, so sweet. Well, I did, did that for a friend of mine about two months ago. And he said, you know, that that was wonderful, but how about you get on Cameo? Um, there's a website called Cameo and typically it's for, it's for famous people, but I am not famous. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. But basically, so like you could go on there and request that, um, say, uh, 
I don't know, a rapper or an, an artist or an, uh, or somebody else could say hello to you on your birthday, but you have to pay for it. Um, so I, I went and, um, you know, got on the website and everything, but I kind of had reservations. It's like that moment of truth where you're like, do I really <laughs> need to do this? Is this really necessary? Um, and, you know, God, I felt like God was in it because I, I got my information on there, got my little um, startup video, and then got like 17 <laughs> requests in like three or four days. I was so, wow. I was so excited. It was so funny. So that's like my side gig now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's only because that friend, you know, saw my worth, you know, and, yes. and shared that with me. So don't be afraid to try new things. And that's for everybody that's listening. Don't be afraid to try something new just because you don't feel like you're good at it because somebody else might Absolutely. see that worth in you. Absolutely. That's right. And definitely, I do want you to talk about your non, because you have the non, it's set up as a nonprofit, right? The MS? Um, right. Because so, you sing a lot. Yes. Um, so, Please share with us about this. So I got diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis um, about six months prior to me retiring from the military, which was a perfect thing because now the military, uh, the VA actually takes care of all my, my medical needs as far as that's concerned, which is a, a blessing. Um but in my struggles of coming to terms with mm. this disease, um, I realized that other people had it worse off than me. <laughs> you know, there's people out there that will take their last to pay for their mm. medication and not pay their, uh, their car notes, not pay their, their light bills, their water bills. I talked to a lady at wow. a support group that told me that she had gone without electricity for two months and that she, mm. she had bought her medication, put it in a, a cooler and that's mm. how she was, you know, keeping her meds, but she didn't have no lights, y'all. And mm -hmm. I was like, something has to be done about that. People have to be taken care of in that respect. So I wanted to start a nonprofit. So <laughs> just like a bad relationship, I got started up with these people that, you know, were going to help me with all of this. And just the long story short, it didn't end well. So I no longer have my own nonprofit, but I am supporting another okay. nonprofit, which is called Sal's soldiers s-a-l-s-s-o-l-d-i-e-r-s -S -S -E and it's uh, a group that does the exact same thing that i do and i'm really close to the person that um that formed um this particular nonprofit. but if you have an issue in ms that you are having an issue paying your um paying for your medication or getting to your appointments and stuff like that then that's what you take to those nonprofits. Even the MS Society is good at Wonderful. that kind of stuff. So awesome. I wanted Thank to do something myself that. to Thank help you other both people. for sharing your information. And Chrissy, I know that you have some things that God is birthing in you. I am not going to call that out on this you, podcast right now. Because, <laughs> well, because it, when you're ready and when you finish doing what you, when you get it there, mm -hmm. then you're going to birth your own things. But just know, I listeners she's birthing something so Thank i'm not going to call that out right now <laughs> so you. anyway we just took a break to um because i wanted to share what, what you ladies are doing aside because you were kind enough to come on my podcast i wanted to share with our listeners what you're doing and hopefully they, they will check out your facebook pages check out your twitter and instagram and whatnot so i wanted to take mm -hmm. a, a marketing mo a shameless marketing moment and step out there for you guys. So I wanted to do that. So back to our subject and mm -hmm. our last, uh, I guess you can say, 
subcategory is starting over. So as we know, starting over is just that it's starting over. You know, I can count on probably on both hands and a couple of toes how many times I started over and there's nothing wrong with hitting the reset button and starting over again. Right. So, ladies, what is your definition of starting mm-hmm. over? Margetta? Mm. Uh, my definition for me, starting over is giving yourself a clean slate, mm-hmm. uh, being not being afraid to not necessarily say you want to delete or erase what happened before, but to just give yourself that, that just wipe it off and be like, okay, what happened in the past happened. How can I take what happened in my past to start over? What can I do differently? That's the key mm-hmm. word. What is something I could do differently? What can I take from what I learned back then to build upon now? Mm-hmm. So just giving yourself that, that visual, just wipe down, wipe mm-hmm. over, taking those, even if it's your heart is in pieces or, you know, things crumble, taking those crumbles, taking those broken bricks and those blocks and, you know, just carrying them in your hand and be like, okay, I have pieces, but how can these pieces help me to make things whole again? So that that's, that's my biggest part of, you know, starting over is take bits and parts of those that foundation to to now move forward and and have no regrets it's not like you're going back into the past but take the things that you know fell at your Mm -hmm. feet and how can you pick those things up and and now run towards the future absolutely (laughs) absolutely and sonia what's your definition of starting over i'm kind of like margetta i'm a um a uh visual learner so I also do art so I know that when I'm doing my pieces sometimes when I'm painting (laughs) I'll look at this painting and go this is not going well so I take it and I get rid of it you know um my friend says wow you throw away a whole canvas Mm. yeah I do because I know that it's not going anywhere positive and a lot of times it's the space that I am in most emotionally when I'm painting that causes you know, a painting to be that way. So it's the same in relationships. If you know that that relationship is not for you, if you're looking at it and you can see the flaws so apparent, um, once you are awake <laughs> to those mm-hmm. flaws, then, you know, it's time to, to move on and, and get up on out of there. And that clean slate is that new piece of canvas that you put up and you have an opportunity to, to, to paint and do positive things on that particular canvas than the one before. But also in that part, you also have to put the other stuff behind you. If you if you keep it up there with you, you're gonna That's you're right. gonna mimic that same right. mess and Chrissy, that you just came out with. They, they, everything they both said was was definitely on point. So and what I was thinking. So the first thought was wiping the slate clean, like whatever mm. has been written um, in your past no longer should go into your future. So just completely wiping mm-hmm. it clean. And, and just as Sonia said as, as well, so when you're wiping the slate clean, don't allow those same issues. Now you got to think about them and because if you don't think about them and self-evaluate, you'll bring those same pieces mm-hmm. into your future. That's right. So that, that's very important point that she made. And then my thought was that's also right. about broken pieces, how your life 
seems to be in broken pieces when you're starting over, but you're putting those pieces back together to make a beautiful puzzle. So mm -hmm. although it didn't fit, you had you didn't realize you had missing pieces of the puzzle. So when you start putting your life back together and starting over and putting those pieces back together, your life can be a beautiful picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to think, too, that starting over, it, mm -hmm. it gives you an opportunity to realize what was wrong and what you had just experienced and what mistakes you had made. And then you can move forward with those lessons learned, you know, like what Margetta was saying, like what you were saying, Sonia, what Chrissy was saying. But, you know, starting over is still hard, mm -hmm. but it can be done, you know. And can I so, say this, too, sure. about starting over something that I learned um, not just with that marriage, but with, um, other relationships is I had to self-evaluate now, not mm -hmm. giving any of the abusers, um, permission or, um, acceptance to their behaviors. But what I had to see was also what part did I play? Like, what was mm -hmm. it about me? Because if we keep pointing the finger at it went wrong, went wrong in the relationship. We never learned from it. So right. I had to self-evaluate in what is it about me that first of all, allowed myself to be in that position. And then what is it about me that will keep me from picking the same type person? And actually my behavior came from my childhood. So mm -hmm. I had to see that and allow God to show me me before I could be in a healthy relationship. Mm. That's deep. That's deep. Mm -hmm. Do you guys or do you ladies think that, you know, just being comfortable in a relationship that that sometimes keeps a person from starting over? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know it was. It was for mm -hmm. me. It was for me because I know that, you know, my, my husband was my husband. You know, that was that was my, my kid's dad and. I was, I was his wife, you know, so being comfortable with that situation, but a thing with being comfortable, not to take away from a mm -hmm. good, good relationship, but being comfortable mm -hmm. in a mess, um, mm -hmm. you're, you're still on edge. You're still at that point where you're not trusting there's, there's issues. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So you might as well. Yeah, I think that know, some people too are good, hesitant about starting like over because they feel like they've invested so much time and because they've invested so much time, they're going to feel like, I wasted my time and mm -hmm. I don't want to have yeah. wasted my mm -hmm. time. Or because they're right. older. You know, when you're older, right. especially for women, it's like, okay, do I want to start over? At least, right. it, and I can hear, you know, some of them say, well, at least I know what I got. Was well, that mm. all you were? Is what you got? True. But if you don't That's know true. any wow. different, then you kind of settle for, at least I yeah. got somebody. Right, right. Mm. That's true. That's true. And also, too, some folks yeah. just don't want to learn new people. Mm -mm. They don't want to learn mm -mm. a new person's mm -mm. habits, mm -mm. their likes, dislikes, right. um, how it is to deal with somebody right. else. They don't want to do that. Right. They feel like, well, I'll just stay in the mess I'm in because the next person might just be that bad, not realizing that there's some worthy and some good people right. out in the world. And we, you really, you know, starting over or letting go or moving on, you're really taking a risk anyway right because the person has their mask you just have, need to proceed cautiously mm -hmm. and be aware mm -hmm. you know and be aware 
Um, so beautiful ladies, I want you all to know that I am so grateful that you invested your time in sharing with those who are listening to this podcast today. Um, this has been an absolutely wonderful conversation with each of you and you are appreciated more than you know. So listeners, as always, thank you for joining us for an evening of conversation, transparency, and truth about domestic violence. This is a place of peace and new beginnings where healing the hurt of heartbreak begin. Ladies, does anyone have any parting words that you'd like to share to our listeners? Now everybody shout. <laughs> Nobody got anything to say. Nothing. (laughs) I would just say to tell everybody, everybody that's listening, Mm -hmm. if you can just take a moment and love you, love Mm -hmm. you. That's so important to love you. It'll take you further than you know. I totally agree with that. Um, Chrissy, do you have any parting words? I think Sonia kind of summed it up, you know anything there's nothing really else I could say because I think if you learn to love you then you'll see and receive exactly what you deserve um so I think she did a great job at saying that and I you know look I always give a shout out to um place to place to prosper (laughs) I'm forever doing shout outs on these podcasts but you know women if you need someone to talk to um, Kathy is available and, and even though I'm not I'm just her sister um, but if you need someone to talk to I am an available ear as well um, mm-hmm. and she can connect you with me um, because I think the thing is finding out that you have support finding out that you're not yes. alone and I think that's something else that this podcast do is to let mm-hmm. you know that you're not the only mm-hmm. one that that's experiencing or have experienced Mm -hmm. the issues that you're going through and to let you know that there is hope because in order to have faith you must first have hope Um, and then you can obtain faith of of a mustard seed so we're here to give you hope Mm -hmm. to let you know that um, there is a better life and that you're much deserving of that absolutely thank you and Miss Margetta uh, yes, I, I fully agree with uh, both ladies. Love yourself. Be be kind to yourself. You know, just make sure that you take care of you because we have to take care of ourselves before we get to those next levels of taking care of the next person. Mm-hmm. But definitely love yourself. Be gentle to yourself. Give yourself that chance to to learn and learn from it and grow and thrive each mm-hmm. and every day. Thank you. Thank you. Well, again, ladies, thank you so much. And we've come to the end of our podcast. I'm so appreciative of each and every one of you. I love you all dearly. Um, Continue to be safe. Continue to be blessed. And if you ever need me, please give me a call. And this is the end of our podcast. So until next time. Didn't notice by the way she smiles. No 